Winter of the Wallcrawler. Welcome back to DQP Does Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we got you for three minutes of playtime. With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, that was so good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, That's all I got. Okay, and we also have Dave. And they say the hero could save us from not gonna stand here and wait. Hey, it's Dave. <laughs> Hold on to the wings of an eagle. Watch as they all fly away. Wait. We're just gonna do the whole song. Ah, <laughs> uh, we should have. I was thinking about doing that for the fucking quote, but Dave did it first, so it's fine. Sorry. <laughs> I, I had to do that because I, uh, I watched this movie on VHS and it had a bonus music video. <laughs> yeah, so, I remember that. We had to YouTube it. Yeah, this is this is uh, part one of the winner of the roll crawler where we are watching uh, Spider-Man. Oh, God, I didn't bring it up on IMDb, but 2002, PG-13. Uh, I don't know how long it was. Hold on. Yeah, 2002, PG-13, two hours and one minute. Uh, you all know the the origin of Spider-Man. That's what happens at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, directed by Sam Raimi. D- directed by Sam, Sam Raimi. Raimi. Starring Tobey Maguire. Starring Tobey Maguire. any confusion. And Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Sam Bruce Campbell. And Willem Dafoe and Kirsten Dunst and James Franco. Uh, <clears throat> and this has the oldest uh, anime. Uh, Rosemary Harris, uh, Cliff Robertson as the Ben Parker that everyone that is our age will remember as Ben Parker. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> with the the horrible, uh, not bad as in like the scene was bad, but the horrible as in like heart wrenching death of Ben Parker. Um, yeah, that is informative to the creation of Spider Man as being a hero instead of um an anti-hero i guess somebody that like isn't necessarily a bad guy but just is out for themselves um <clears throat> so basically this is the origin story of spider-man which everybody knows gets bitten by a spider uh becomes a wrestler to make cash um witnesses a robbery lets the robber go because the guy didn't pay him the robber ends up uh killing uncle ben uh uncle ben great power comes for great responsibility the catchphrase of forever um and uh so then spider-man becomes a hero by first going after this guy that killed his uncle uh and then he becomes a friendly neighborhood spider-man and he gets tangled up in uh his relationship with harry and Harry's relationship with the girl that he's loved since the first grade or whatever, uh, Mary, Mary Jane Watson, uh, and um, Harry's father, uh, Norman Osborn. Uh, Osborn in this movie becomes the Green Goblin the same night that uh, uh, Peter becomes Spider-Man. Um, and that's the villain in this movie. He fights Norman. Norman like figures out who he is pretty fast, goes after Aunt May, goes after MJ, um does the the Brooklyn Bridge scene, um, where he has to choose between saving a bunch of kids in a trolley and saving Mary Jane. He saves both because Spider Man's a pimp. Um It's true. <laughs> and uh, you know, Norman ends up dying because he's dick and uh He's like, don't tell Harry, and dies. Spider-Man drops him off at his house while not, like, naked in a blanket because he had to take the Green Goblin costume off. Right. <laughs> and Harry almost shoots him. So then he vows vengeance on Spider-Man at the end at the funeral for his father, um, which Spider-Man's there, and he's like, ah, 
God bless you, Peter. You're the only one I can trust. I killed your dad on accident. Um, <laughs> my, my bad. <laughs> my, bad dad. my bad, bro. Uh, and then um, Mary Jane professes her love for Peter. It's always been Peter because Peter's like basically been the only like male in the movie that hasn't basically just trashed on her the whole movie or attempted to rape her. Um, yeah. Just like lots yeah. of... But also hasn't tried very hard. So Peter is like the the epitome of doing the bare minimum to be the good guy yeah. in her life. Well, I mean, he saves her life a couple times, but like as far as like actually like and that was as Spider-Man, right? Yeah. As far as like Peter being a good person to her, he's so tongue-tied that he rarely even does anything. He says like two very nice things to her throughout the movie. Um, but that appears to be like the two times he's ever actually fucking talked to her because at the beginning of the movie, he yeah. can't even say hi. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that was enough for her to be like, when I was up there and about to die, the only person I think of was you, Peter. And then he's like, uh, I'm Spider-Man and like everyone I love just almost died and I had to kill my best friend's dad. Um, I can't date you because everyone I love dies. Yeah, I, I, and that's basically the end of the movie. That's so. The important thing this movie does is establish that Peter Parker needs to hide himself to protect the ones that he loves. Yes. So he needs to hide him. He needs to hide who he is. It makes the secret identity important, and it yes. also shows that he's willing to sacrifice uh, as Peter to protect other people and to protect spider-man and the way this movie does it is it does not beat you over the head with it the entire movie i don't even like peter doesn't even really say that no like he just when it just uh, happens aunt meg ends up in the hospital because goblin he willem defoe's yeah you know norman osborne figures out who he is he says oh shit well, he doesn't say oh shit but he says <laughs> he knows who i am yeah and, and so I apologize love that. <clears throat> like after everything we've gotten, mm -hmm. like thus far, like going back and watching this movie, there are so many things that this movie got right mm -hmm. that I am astonished. Yeah. That's what I want to start off with. Yeah. I did not think we would go back and watch this and I would feel the way I feel about it. I did not either. Because like... At I've I've said over and over again that I liked this movie a lot, and it was one of my favorite superhero movies. Yeah. Um, throughout the history of this podcast, so two years or two and a half years or whatever it is, um, rolling up on three in oh March. Oh my god. Um, Whoa. but anyway, uh, so for th almost three years, I've been saying on this podcast or other versions of this podcast that I really liked this movie, and every time I say that. There's somebody there that's like, well, have you watched it lately? And I was like, no, yeah. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't probably watched this since like 2007 when three came out. Um, and you know that's 14 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I fully expected to be like, this is trash. I just didn't know it because I was 12, 16. I was 16 when this came out. Fuck yeah. off. Um, <laughs> um, I was 12. You were 12. I was 16. But anyway. I was 15. Yeah. So, like, I fully expected to get some cringe going on. And, then, I mean, there was a little bit here and there, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, this is an old movie and they didn't know how to do this. It sucked. I think it was, I think it's still good. I, I also agree. Yeah. And there's so, like, like Russell said, there's so much about how the superhero movie needs to work that th this movie blueprinted and uh i mean it's been copied ad infinium like for billions and billions and billions of dollars yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> or or honestly like ignored like there's stuff in this movie that they did right that, that has hasn't been not done. been done right in the mcu but yeah i i mean you're right, like, the stuff about the secret identity and, like, how they're showing instead of telling, a lot of the stuff in this movie is fantastic. Um, I mean, Willem Dafoe 
the, so the cat let's talk about the casting in this movie yeah so um i've i one of the faults of this movie that i've always kind of had was um was toby mcguire um he's not a fantastic actor but he does it he's okay in this movie yeah. um kirsten dunce is not a great actress uh she's you leave her alone i have thoughts she plays the damsel in distress in this movie fairly well. Um, there's a little bit of depth to the character, which was okay. I mean, but this was also 19 years ago. Yeah. So um, I didn't, you know, expect her to be, uh, you know, Pepper in Iron Man 3 or anything. Yeah. Um. So, like, I'm not going to fault her a whole lot for her performance in this movie. Uh, I think a lot of that was the script, which might be the one big fault of this movie was um, her character, in my opinion. Um, but James Franco, I mean, I know he's like canceled and stuff now, but him as Harry <laughs> in Fantastic. 2002, fucking A, dude. Uh, and that's the least of the amazing casting in this movie. Yep. Uh, Aunt May and Ben, like, holy shit, fucking yeah, amazing, dude. Perfect. Just watching them like interact each other and yeah. interact, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're adorable. Like, they're real adorable. Fucking, I mean, they're more like grandparents, but aunt, old aunts and uncles. Yeah. Um, and then you want to talk about the meat and potatoes of this movie. You fucking J.K. Simmons and oh. fucking Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Like, the fucking roles that they were basically... That seemed like they were probably written for them. Not, like, in this movie. Like, in comics. Like, yeah. Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn is fucking amazing. He Agreed. chews so much scenery in this movie. Oh, my <laughs> it's awesome. God. Willem Dafoe talking to himself... Because he's like got another personality in his brain, I I'll watch that all fucking day. Yeah, yeah. And you know who I want to watch it with? Who's like talking shit about it and like trying to tell sell me newspapers? I want to do it with J.K. Simmons <laughs> as fucking Triple J. Like, holy fuck, holy fuck! Yeah. He was born to be Triple J. Yeah, yeah, yes. I. 100% agree. Like, yeah. As soon as the as soon as he came on screen, like halfway through this movie, me and Russell were just like, "Yes! Fuck yes!" Literally halfway through, J.K. Simmons is not in it until after an hour of the movie yeah. has passed. Yeah. A lot happens in this movie, and it doesn't feel like it's trying to shove it all down your throat either. Yeah, no, I like, agree. Yeah. The way the way so let's get to that. I got thoughts on the casting. Okay. Um Willem Dafoe, amazing job. James Franco, wonderful Harry Osborne. He's so fucking fake and slimy. Yeah. Uh, while also still being a relatable character. Yeah. Like, that's what's so great about like, it. Like, you get it. You and, get why he's like that. Yeah. Because Norman is his dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even even Willem Dafoe, like, it has, like, Norman, Os Norman Osborn in this movie you get the villain that is like evil and heinous that you don't want to see succeed yeah while still getting slight redeeming qualities right in the scenes where he's just where he's talking to Goblin doesn't want to give in ultimately ends up giving in mm -hmm. but Tobey Maguire I think does a fantastic job as Peter Parker um where we and and he's just becoming spider-man too yeah. so like i'm willing to forgive a lot of the the lack of quippiness i yeah. guess that that comes with being spider-man um but like i think toby does a really good job and there's all these memes that make fun of every crying scene he has in this movie yeah but like these scenes are really good yeah like in the context of the movie yeah he just looks stupid when he cries i mean that's not his fault that's yeah. just how he cries that's just, yeah, that's <laughs> Um, you know, fantastic job. You you know, Ben and May, uh, w wonderful. Like like you said, Dave, fucking adorable. Like I believe that these these two have been together for so long and in love, and they're not even. They have maybe ten minutes of collective screen time. Yeah, like the one scene where he's putting the light bulb in, like that one scene. 
just like, yep, they're they're a thirty years, forty years married couple. Yeah, they're fucking adorable. They've always been together. They have each other's backs. Like you, you get like forty seconds of them talking, and you're like, oh my god, I love them already. Yeah. Um, yes. Characterizations for all these characters are pretty great. Yeah, I feel like. Um, yeah, even even Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker and Spider Man, like he's just figuring out being Spider Man. Like Joe like Maginello's Flash Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> Joe's Joe Maginello's Flash Thompson, which I forgot he was Flash Thompson. Did you not realize it was him? I totally didn't realize that was Joe Maginello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also watched it on VHS, so occasionally it went. <laughs> you know what? It did that on the 4K version that we watched. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we come to Kristen Dunst as Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Characterization for Mary Jane done poorly. Yes. Mary Jane is usually the damsel in distress. But it's not I did she uh she's quite a bit more confident yeah, in the she's, comics. In the comics, she's the damsel in distress in only that she's a normal human being that's being accosted by superhero supervillains. Yes. yes. Like yes. she gets attacked because people everybody knows who fucking Peter is. Yes. Um but she's like she's a smart ass even to the supervillains. Yes. And she's not afraid of them. Yes. Like and yeah. Yeah. She's still like a confident like yeah. being and she's a real character. Yeah. And so so the characterization is a little fucked. For Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. Um, at times, she does feel like Mary Jane. It's usually when she's talking to Peter. Right. And I think Kristen... So so here's my thing. I think Kristen Dunst does a great job of acting in this movie. Okay. Um, my issue is you have... You see Toby with James Franco, wonderful chemistry. You yeah. see Toby with Willem Dafoe, amazing chemistry. You see Toby with J.K. Simmons, amazing chemistry. You see Toby with Aunt May and Ben, amazing chemistry. Mm-hmm. You see Toby and Kristen together. It's just not there. No, like the chemistry not. is not there. And I think totally that did. I think that falls. I don't think that falls on either of their faults as much as it just it just isn't. There. Yeah, they have no spark. Like they, yeah, they don't. They don't have a. There's no spark thing there. But uh, you know, and I think that that Mary Jane being the romance character in the movie, like that's going to detract from her character a lot. Mm. So I, I can't. I don't really feel like it's her fault. I don't really feel like it has anything to do with her acting. I, I think it's just a chemistry issue. Uh, as far as like all of pretty much every scene the two of them are in falling really fucking flat. Yeah. Um, and they turned up the fucking like romantic language and stuff. Like there's a whole scene where, uh, Peter says some very, very like romantic shit to her at Aunt May's bedside after Aunt May gets attacked. Yeah. And it's just like, is he done yet? Yeah. Like, not because it's not said well. Yeah, I literally don't know the last two lines of the scene because I... You zoned out. I zoned out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm supposed to talk about this. Yeah. But, like, that it, literally And it wasn't happened. necessarily because what he was saying was boring or he was saying it in a boring way. It was just like, it, it's like, uh, this is having no effect. Yeah. <laughs> like... the, the, best, the best scene with the two of them, I think, is when he's... When he asks if she can take her photo, because she's completely disinterested in, in him at this point. Yeah. Like, she's not grown to like Peter at all. Yeah, it's a cute scene. It's a, it, you know, and he has this, like, like, his... He takes a few too many pictures of her. Yeah. His, <laughs> his end of the situation comes off well, and her end of the situation comes off well, because that's the dynamic of the characters at the time. Right. And that's how their chemistry plays out, is that she is actually not interested in him at all. Right. And it ends up being like the best scene that the two of them have together, mm-hmm. which I was like weirded out by, but makes sense because I just don't, I just don't think the chemistry was there. They're not a believable couple. Yeah. In any and, way. Except when they kiss upside down in the rain. See, that was a double with uh, real veiny neck. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was actually her boyfriend at the time in the Spider Man suit. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was supposed to come off like that because, like, three fourths of the movie, she like is in love with Spider Man and not interested in Peter at all. Like, I don't know if that's how it was supposed to come off. But I mean, even her at the end, where she tells him, you know, the 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 graveyard scene, like, and they're both they both have like tears and they're both like visibly upset. Yeah. All their feelings towards each other were just not believable. Yeah, it just, it just, like, the chemistry wasn't there. The lines were good, but, I mean, I also feel that you, you were talking about them playing up the romantic language, and I feel like that probably happened, like, after, like, while shooting, because, like, Sam needed to add, yeah. Like, we need to, like, ram it down people's throats that they're into each other, because... You're not, not. going to get it from... <laughs> we can't show yeah. it because it's not there. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, ju- I just... that That's kind of my thought on it as far as it goes. Um, and then there's a particular thing I wanted to say about J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson is amazing, and we love that. Mm-hmm. And we love to hate J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. We, we love to hate him. In the comics, we love to hate him. In everything, we love to hate him. Yeah. And in this movie, one of my favorite scenes oh, I know is when Goblin atta- attacks the bugle after Peter, while Peter is still standing there yep. after trying to sell Simmons these pictures. Yep. And Goblin picks fucking uh, Jonah Jameson up and is like threatening him. And mm-hmm. Goblin is not. Like, like he is an intimidating character. Like, yeah, Willem yeah. Dafoe is gob- like he comes across as a fucking bad guy, and he is trying to intimidate Joe Jane, Joe Jane, Jonah jo- Jameson into telling Jonah him Jameson. who gives him the pictures. Yeah, and he fucking lies. He, he lies yeah. his fucking ass. Off. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, and it's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie because, like, you, you. Like you're like, man, fuck this guy, fuck this guy. Fuck. Uh, he just lied for Peter. He just lied for Peter under threat of death. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? He would not give up his freelance photographer. Yeah. <laughs> and like, if you don't know anything about about Jameson, like that might come off as like uncharacteristic. Yeah. But it is so fucking characteristic yeah. of JJ. Like, yeah. holy shit. That is one of my favorite scenes in the fucking movie. Yeah. And I knew you were going to talk about that because like there's always in the comics, there's in, in the cartoon, everything because it's important about triple J. Yeah. Is that he is a fucking dick and he will take you to the cleaners to get everything he can out of you without fucking giving you any money. But he is loyal. Yeah. He will protect you. If he thinks there is actually danger. Hmm. And it's and he's like actually a good guy on the inside. Yeah. Except for when he makes Scorpion. But <laughs> on, you know, other than like a couple of missteps, he's a good guy on the inside. And like they always find a way to shine it through. And like that was one of I, when that happened when I first watched the movie, I was like holy shit, that's awesome. And yeah. like, when we watched the movie this time, again, fucking, I was just like, yes! Yeah. Fucking Triple J! Acting like Triple J! Perfect! Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, another, another one of my favorite things that this movie does really well uh, is Spider-Man won't kill you. He will let you kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yep. and we see that twice, which I think is fucking amazing. Uh, like, I loved, I love the writing for this movie. Some of the dialogue is bad. Yeah. And I will say yeah. that, like, not all of the dialogue is fucking spot on or shines through or is great. Like, Except for Bonesaw. But, <laughs> dude, Macho fucking showed up. He did. Dude, he was, he was like, Oh yeah, brother! I'll be in this movie. <laughs> Got you Let's for fucking three do it. minutes. So when uh, when can I rap? <laughs> no, nah, man, we don't. We don't need you to rap. Be a man, uh, Hogan. Be a man. <laughs> when Spider-Man tracks down Uncle Ben's killer, uh, and he ends up, you know, pointing a gun at Peter, and you know, Peter takes the gun away, and then he likes 
backs know, out the window, backs out the window and falls. You know, Peter has a chance to save him, doesn't. Um, which, like, I don't really blame him. I wouldn't have either. You just like killed the father, and like that's also a really good line too. Um, later on in the movie, so then we get a parallel of that scene at the end with Goblin. Yep, where you know Norman has clearly lost his mind. Yeah, and he attacked Aunt May, which is she, she, you don't do. No, you, <laughs> you don't, don't do, do that. You do not no. attack Aunt May. Um, you want to get Peter to like almost fucking beat you to death. That's yeah. how you do it. You attack Aunt May. You attack Mary Jane. Yeah, like that. This is the lines you don't cross. Yeah, yeah. You do. You do. You can fuck with Spider Man all day long, and he will. You know, maybe Put you in jail. Maybe break a bone. You're gonna end up in jail, but you do not fuck with his loved ones. And uh, so, in the parallel scene with Goblin at the end, you know, the, the kind of climax of it. He, you know, Goblin, you know, he talks about being. A f- almost a father. Or I've a father been like figure, a father to I've you, been like a father to you, and like he he hasn't really. So like the line itself kind of fl- falls flat, but when Peter says, "I have a father," and his name was Ben, ben Parker. Parker. Yeah. <gasps> okay, so I actually have a thought on that. Yeah, uh, I don't think it falls flat because he thought that he was being a father to Peter because when. All the stuff with Norman happens after, except for the very first time yeah. um, that he meets him. Everything that happens after uh, is after Ben dies. And he is more of a father to Peter than he is to Harry. Yeah, so I, I don't disagree with that. So he thinks that he has been a father figure to Peter in his mind. Yeah, in his mind. After Ben died. Yeah, because he also thinks he's been a father to Harry. Right. <laughs> and he's been better to Peter than he has been to Harry. Yeah. yeah, and I just, I feel like, I guess the reason it does, it, it kind of falls flat for me is because, like, in all of those scenes, it's more, to me, I felt like it was more about uh, how Harry feels. Yeah, how disinterested he was in Harry and how yeah. Harry feels about it. And and how Harry feels about it versus how, like, Norman feels about it Yeah, to, to Peter. I think which, it's about all of it. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, I agree about that scene, though. Like, that is a very uh, heartfelt yeah. scene because before ben dies he's like you know you're not my dad basically you're not my real dad um and wish you'd stop acting like it and yeah ben's like oh i guess i will and like kind of sulks and drives off you know yeah. and that's the last thing that he's ever able to say to ben and yeah. like this is terrible yeah like, don't ever fucking go away angry you know <laughs> like that one of those things yeah um don't don't ever go to bed mad at anyone because one of you might not wake up. Yeah. Uh but I don't know. Like there's the I think I think this is a great movie. Yeah. I also I do. I uh wa- putting this in, I watched it Sunday. Um it my nostalgia hit so hard. Oh yeah. Dude, Dude I was just giggling like yeah. fucking little kids, like the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was too, and I was by myself in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> it brought me back to the time where I remember watching this in the theaters with my dad. Yeah. And me and my dad loved this movie. Mm. And so my dad has since passed away. Oh okay. so like watching this back on my it brought me back to those memories. I'm like mm. All right, so like it hit it hit real hard. So yeah, I might yeah. rate this movie higher than, <laughs> which I mean that's totally okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I want to put that in there. Like it, it hit my nostalgia so hard, especially watching it on VHS. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I felt like a fucking kid again, man. I don't know. Yeah. There's something about Spider Man. Like that's the thing. Like yeah. that character, like Peter Parker. You know, Spider Man. Like. Just he's just trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> just like us. Like We're all trying to figure it out. That's all he's doing. Yeah. Every he's, arc, just every a story. Super fucking relatable character. I mean, cause you know, and that we've talked about this before. And one of the reasons that we like Spider Man, and then a lot of people like Spider Man, 
yeah. is because everything uh, that's the slice of life stuff from all the Spider-Man books and the movies and the cartoons and everything is so relatable. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, he's poor. You know, he he has, you know, he has uh, parents that are dead, you know, like, so people that have lost their parents relate. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, nerdy. So, you know, we, we all fucking relate because we're fucking nerds. Yeah. Uh, you know, Amen. we had, had a hard time talking to girls, you know, so like all, you know, still I have a hard still, time. still fucking relate. <laughs> uh, you know, like. He has a hard time making money. He has a hard time paying rent. You know, he has problems with his landlord. All of it. Yeah. yeah. And it's all relatable. Like, and and he's a fucking superhero and he goes out and saves New York City or he saves the world and, you know, in the comics or in the Avengers stuff. Like he could very easily go rob a bank and doesn't. And he doesn't because he's not a fucking with bad guy. Great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. Which is one of I. It's so it's, fucking simple, and it's, it explains everything. Yeah, it's a fantastic line, and um, I mean, it, it informs everything you need to know about the character, other than that he was bitten by a radioactive spider. <laughs> Which <laughs> we can we can talk about that, I guess. Um, the stuff that's in this iteration of Spider Man that's different from. The comics or the other movies or the cartoons. Yeah. Before we get into that, the, okay. the on on the topic of the slice of life stuff. You, yeah. Spider Man is definitely one of those characters that like because you have some of these superhero characters that like you don't really give a fuck about when they're not the superhero. Right. Like you're you're just kind of you know you're like you want to get like I've I've mentioned a lot of times with Falcon and Winter Soldier like I don't there there was things in the movie that or things in the show that I didn't necessarily like care a whole lot about whether or not I couldn't relate, not necessarily the case that I couldn't relate to the situations. Like I, I've been denied loans at the bank. I've, you know, had real life shit to deal with, like while also trying to maintain other things in my life. Like, but f for the particular reason and the way Spider-Man is written, like it's what makes all of those things with Peter important. Like, in the comics and in the in the shows, and we'll get into it a little bit with these next few movies, mm. is when he's Spider-Man, he still has to deal with all of that. It's just not when he's not Spider-Man. Right. Like, he's out doing stuff and web-slinging and fucking stressing out about all of this other shit he's got going on. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's it not him. just when he's in those scenes. Yeah. It affects how he fights. It affects, you know, his 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 morale and what he's doing when he's spider-man and like yeah. that's the difference that's that's the difference in portraying those characters and those struggles and their aspects of their life is that they they can't just ignore it when they put the suit on yeah some of them being very capable of doing so is okay but like you can't just do that with every character right like some of these characters have to be affected by the out their outside life yeah and if you read like the books it's very it very much affects like his superheroing. Yeah. Like uh one of the ones that I, I had a trade of um was Revenge of the Sinister Six, I believe. Uh and there's like this whole subplot of him and MJ having an argument because she's trying to do basically a Schwarzenegger movie. Um and uh they want her to do a nude scene and he's like upset about it. And they're like talking about it, right? And okay. they're talking about it over him basically fighting the Sinister Six, like as they come back one at a time and like start causing trouble for him. So he's like going out and getting his ass kicked while he's thinking about like if he even has the right to be upset at Mary Jane for wanting to do a nude scene in a Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. Like yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like affecting how he's fighting Dr. Octopus. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. like that kind of shit, right? And you're like, this is fucking nuts. He's fighting a supervillain that has four adamantium fucking tentacle arms. I don't think he had them yet, but that happens in that arc. But, you know, and he's thinking about his wife. If he has the right to be upset about with her about what she's trying to do with her career. Like, right, it's, yeah. it's a crazy <laughs> thing. 
And like, uh, um, you know, if you're in a relationship where, you know, anything like that happens, you know, you or like if you're just like mad at your girlfriend because, you know, you had an argument last night and you're at work and you're thinking about it. That's the same thing. Spider-Man just did the same thing, but he would, instead of like running a machine or working in a warehouse, he's fucking fighting Doc Ock. Right. But he's like having a problem with his girlfriend and he's thinking about it. Right. Yeah. So like, that's what we're talking about. Like Spider-Man is relatable on all levels other than he has the strength of, you know, 10 men or a hundred men or whatever, the proportionate strength of the spider. Right. Yeah. And swings around New York City. We don't even live. We we live in the fucking Midwest. <laughs> yeah, we can't do a lot of swinging around. We here. don't know what no fucking skyscraper looks like. <laughs> it's got more than three stories. <laughs> that must be taller than a barn. Um, is, is this your new character, my uncle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I just I yeah man I don't know this fucking movie did so well yeah uh, anyway so the differences so differences between... from this movie to the other movies and to comic books um one being it's not a radioactive spider it's a genetically engineered spider from several different spiders that they listed the qualities that basically spider-man gets yeah um not a big deal whatever who cares uh this is one that I've I've not liked, and I found myself not giving a flying fuck this time. Uh, <laughs> Thank God, <laughs> because I didn't want to have to defend it. It's still dumb, but I'm I don't really get, I don't really care that much. Uh, the natural web shooters versus yeah. creating web shooters. Yeah. Um. A bump and away web. Yeah. So, uh, and like, this is why I previously had a problem with it. A big part of Spider-Man is how smart he is. Yeah. Um, and one of the initial creations that he does is the web shooters. He yeah. creates the web. He, he basically like chemical engineers web fluid, which is fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, and he creates wrist mounted, like gesture triggered fluid shooters and he's like 16 right yeah so like completely crazy how smart he is in the comics yeah um and in some of the movies uh in cartoon so like i remember hating that back in the day but i mean it doesn't bother me that much there was so much going on in this movie they talked about him designing his costume but they didn't show him making it that i kind of disappointed me um, but yeah, I always love a good montage of him making, developing, yeah, developing the, the costume the shit. Costume stuff. Yeah. So like they did a montage, but it was just like mostly him drawing it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there's some, there's some other minor differences. Like I, there's a picture somewhere online of the original design that they had for the green goblin. And I wish they had done it because it was like comic accurate and it would have been fucking tits yeah. if they had done it. But I think they had problems with like, they couldn't get the mask to work and they were going to have to do it CG or animatronics or something. But it, yeah. it literally looked like the comic green goblin mask really? instead of like the, the metal masks that they had. So they were going to, they like, they had the whole thing, the fucking purple raggy shirt and the booties and like the green scale male leggings and oh, shit. Wow. Like okay. the, it was the whole fucking thing was straight yeah. up comic book Green Goblin. Uh, and I wish they had been able to do that. But what they did wasn't bad. It yeah. was like militarized, like metallic armor with a weird metal helmet that kind of looked like the goblin face. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those changes that like is acceptable because of the story yes. surrounding it. Right. It fits. It definitely yeah. fits. Um some stuff about Osborne like having money troubles was kind of weird, but it worked in the movie. So I don't yeah. I don't have any I don't most of the stuff I don't have any problems with. It's just it's just different. Yeah. And like if you're like I am but I'm in my old age. I'm getting more accepting of. I'm just gonna enjoy the shit that I get if if it's any good. Uh, I want everything to be comic accurate, and I know I'm not gonna get it. But yeah, which is interesting because usually it's the other way around. People get older and stop accepting stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm gonna die soon, so whatever. I it was like, <laughs> fuck. I would like, I would like to get all these movies and watch them and enjoy them. Yeah. So my thing with the web shooters is, uh, I sort of had an issue with it when it came out. Yeah. And like, the more we progressed through the trilogy, like, the more I became okay with it yeah. because, like. I thought I think that it's a good twist on the character and like it makes sense like if he's getting all these, all other, these spider other powers, powers yeah. like he should be able to make web on yeah. his own. Um the only the only thing is It should just come out his ass though. I, I'm glad it doesn't. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> uh, the my my only real issue is like making it intrinsic to his his physiology. Uh, detracts from one of his biggest struggles, yeah. and that's when he runs out of web, right? Because like it's it, it's like I mean they don't they don't even like have a thing. Well, in this one they don't have a thing where like he uses it too much and has a right. refractory period on it, right? <laughs> but <laughs> he uh, so it's, but like it's okay because his web we testicles get were so dry. <laughs> oh god. We, his web we get, balls. We get so many other problems that he has to deal with that like right, it, right. it's it's okay. It's fine. But the, I mean that is like a common Spider-Man trope though. Right? Is like oh fuck, I'm out of web fluid. I got yeah. I either have to go home or I'm like falling and I'm fucked and I'm going to get like hit I'm going to like fall onto the awning of a hotel. Because yeah. there's always an awning of a hotel. Um, a he, he never plays a, pays attention to his fluid levels. No, like, like <laughs> dude, like well into his like veteran superhero status, he's always like he still is like, fuck, I ran out of web fluid. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> it's all like me and my cell phone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my cell phone's dead. Yeah, or so, they get crushed. Like that happens all the time. That that's really my only issue with the organic web sh- web is is that it just it kind of detracts from one of his struggles, right? Um, but I mean overall, like I like the idea that he doesn't they, have they to make like, web, web fluid. They explain it in the like one of the uh, spiders that they use to make the super spider that bites him. Yeah, is specifically a spider that makes web that is the tensile strength of steel. Yeah, proportionate tensile strength. Which also brings me to the issue with him being able to create his own fluid, his own his own web, like not uh, like being able to engineer a device and mm. create this webbing that is stronger than any other kind of fabric on the face of the yeah. planet. Is if he did do that, right. and he did that as sixteen. Yeah. Like he would that 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 is a thing scientists are still trying to figure out. Like that is yeah. a thing that they are still actively like that. The spider's web is a, an active thing that they investigate to try to figure out stronger materials yeah. from. Mm-hmm. And so, if Peter did do that, he would literally be able to do more good with that creation than what he does as Spider Man. Like yeah, I mean, the, like the superheroes the aren't realistic. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the, the properties and stuff that that would yeah that that would create across the world and the things that right. that would move forward is 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 astronomical. Yeah, and I mean, like that's the thing though in the comics is that he's like near Reed Richards level intelligence, right? Like he helps Reed with a lot of stuff. Yes, in yeah, different he, books and different like team yeah. ups and shit. Yeah, and one of one of my other favorite lines from this section of Spider-Man movies is in Spider-Man 2 next week's about something episode. like that. Yeah, where uh basically uh Doc Connors has said to Dr. Octavius mm. that and Oct- Octavius reiterates it in the movie uh brilliant but lazy. Yeah. And like, uh, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there next. And week. he's already been fired by Connors in this movie. Yeah, he's already, th- so they already a brought couple up things yeah, that are they, brought up in the movie. Yeah, they brought up Doc Connors. Uh, man, I was I was trying to, but I was just enjoying the movie a lot, and I didn't like catch all the fucking references to st- other stuff. Yeah, but uh, Doc Connors was brought up. Um, There's another reference I was going to bring up, but I've was since forgotten it. Okay. Do you have Easter eggs in the? Uh, the trivia corner. 
There's some, some, yeah. Okay, well, we'll talk about it at that point then, I guess. Did you have a segment? I have another segment. You have a, Since, an, a different segment? A different segment. Okay. Since we're doing the winter of the wall crawler, I figured I would do another segment that I like to call the webs of wonder. Okay. Keep with the W's or the W's. The dubs. Uh, so in the webs of wonder, I will uh, each week, since we're doing uh, eight episodes, mm-hmm. I will do a uh, a weird Spider-Man villain I came across okay. to my research, and I will do a, get you some information on different the different Spider-Mans. There's a few different Spider-Mans. Okay. Uh, and also some spider facts. Okay. About actual spiders. Sweet. Sounds like you like actually did homework and stuff. Yeah, I did. Wow. Yeah. I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk out our ass, man. That's, <laughs> That's why I got to research stuff. <laughs> uh, so, uh, figure we'll start off with Spider-Man. Okay. Let's do with uh, Peter Parker. Okay. The Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, so, Spider-Man, um, he was created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. We all know that. Uh, he first appeared in Amazing Fantasy issue fifteen, uh, August nineteen sixty two. Okay. Spider Man's real old. Yeah. Um. Uh, Spider Man is the alias of Peter Parker, an orphan raised by his Aunt May and Uncle Ben in New York City. After his parents Richard and Mary Parker died in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee and Didco had the character deal with struggles of adolescence and financial issues and gave him many supporting characters such as J. Jonah Jameson, Harry Osborne, romantic interests, Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane Watson, and foes such as Dr. Octopus, the Green Goblin, and Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his origin story, he gets spider-related abilities from a bite from a radioactive spider. These include clinging to surfaces, superhuman strength and agility, and detecting danger with his... Spidey sense. Spidey sense. Uh, he also builds wrist-mounted web shooters. We talked about that. Yep. Devices that shoot artificial web spider webs of his own design. Yeah. So everyone knows that. It's basic ass Spider-Man. Right. But uh, there is different Spider-Men, Spider-People. Yeah. That I will bring up later. All the clones, all the totems from the other universes. I ran into a little bit of that. There's a couple of clones. Mm-hmm. There's a... Uh, yeah, whole bunch of fun stuff. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, now uh, let's let's move on to my spider fact. Okay, facts about spiders. You ready for this? Yeah, ready. Spiders are spooky. Okay, <laughs> now <laughs> wonderful, well researched. I will love this new segment. <laughs> uh, now let's move on to a weird Spider-Man villain. Well, I thought you actually found. had a different fact, but that was it. No, that's the fact. <laughs> They're spooky. Spiders, spiders are spooky. Okay. Um. I ran into, I found a villain. I ran into him <laughs> on the street. Uh, the okay? kangaroo. Okay. Uh, the kangaroo is a Spider-Man villain named uh, Frank Oliver. He spent his early life studying kangaroos and living as they lived. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man beat him quickly and he ended up homeless before Jonas Haro used him as a minion. Jonas Haro is... Do we know? I don't know that guy. Uh, some there are some Spider-Man villains that are just like just guys. Dudes. Yeah, what what was his name again? Uh, Jonas Haro. Jonas, like J O N A S. Yeah, and H A R O O W. I'm gonna look him up. Fictional supervillain, usually depicted as an enemy of Spider-Man. Uh, he looks like uh. Uh, fuck, what's that, um, Batman villain that's the psychiatrist? Oh, God, what is his name? Oh, Dr. Zzz or whatever? No, what? Zaz? No, Zaz is not, you're, you're mixing two guys up. Oh, am I? Yeah. Zaz is just like a... Zaz like the serial killer guy, right? Yeah, he's just like the slasher serial killer. Um, Jonas was created by Jerry Conway and John Romita Sr. 
in October 1972, Amazing Spider-Man number 114. Scientist provides Jonah a machine to attack Spider-Man himself. I don't know. So just a guy. Oh, here we go. Uh, who's saying this? Conway refers to the Spider Slayer story from The Amazing Spider-Man number 25. Oh. Okay, so he's like Smythe, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what if there's a guy out there who basically provides the goods for these guys? Also realize a lot of Spidey's villains themselves, unless they had been scientists, were not likely to come up with the stuff themselves. I thought of Jonas Harrow as a Tony Stark for bad guys. Oh. Okay. So... We learned about two villains today. Uh, so he used him as a minion. And after he died, a new kangaroo named Brian Hibbs replaced him. Um, basically, his entire backstory that he was an interior decorator who dreamed of one day becoming a successful supervillain like the original kangaroo. <laughs> Much like his hero in his first fight with Spider Man, the web crawler beat him easily. The two men shared the same powers. Jumping a long way. That was his power. <laughs> is jumping a long way. The Batman jumping villain we couldn't way. think of was uh, Doctor Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I knew you were talking about it. Damn, I just couldn't yeah. remember his name. The picture for Jonas Hero looks exactly like Hugo Strange. He's really? Yeah. I think Hugo uses as at some point. Oh yeah, I mean he uses everyone. Yeah. But yes, the kangaroo. I like that the second one was an interior decorator that just dreamed Jesus. of being a supervillain. Well, okay. But yeah, that. Uh, so that is the webs of wonder. It's good shit right there. So were the webs of wonder in the corner? Uh, yeah, they're. <laughs> I knocked them down, but we can go to the corner. Okay, let's go down <laughs> to the corner. All right. Welcome to Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Where the point of this corner is for you to say, huh, that's neat. Damn right it is. All right. Welcome to the corner. Yay. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It's kind of cold in here, but happens. happened. Uh, Willem Dafoe performed 90% of his own stunts. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other 10% were CGI? I mean, probably the one where he's like flying around and stuff, yeah. but... Uh, the first film to gross a hundred million in its opening weekend alone. At the time, no movie had done so, even when adjusted for infl inflation. Nice. Hmm. Interesting. God damn it! So close. Oh, I mean, hmm. neat. Damn right, you mean neat. I was saying interesting. So I was being well, facetious. Isn't the right word. <laughs> He's being a douche. Yeah, I was <laughs> being a douche. A douche. <laughs> Uh, the first Marvel movie to showcase the flipping pages Marvel logo. You were right. It is the first movie to do that. Boom. You're welcome. Nice. Um, after the terrorist attacks on the U.S. of uh, 11 September 2001, Sony recalled teaser posters which showed a close-up of Spider-Man's face with the New York skyline, including predominantly the World Trade Center towers Yep, reflected in his eyes. Not all the posters were recovered, however, and the ones still at large are now highly prized collector's items. Yep. So if you have one of those in your basement... Worth thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't there supposed to be a scene where he, like, catches a helicopter in between them uh -huh. or something? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. webs it up in between them. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons why Sam Raimi was a popular choice with Sony for director's gig was because he is an avid comic book collector in his private life. With a collection of over 25,000 comics. That's where all the Evil Dead money went. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so all like, the Evil Dead money's like, like 500 bucks of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even 500. He sold a lot of VHSs of that. I would have bought it. Uh, Toby McGuire said he had never read a Spider Man comic book, but took the role because he liked the script. Yep. Uh, Hugh Jackman revealed that he was supposed to have a brief cameo as Wolverine. Uh, Jackman actually showed up in New York to film the scene, but the entire plan was scrapped when the crew couldn't get access to the Wolverine costume from X-Men 2000. Wow. Yeah. Could have had Wolverine. 
Literally just need a fucking leather jacket and a wife beater. Like, all you really need is a leather jacket and an A-shirt. Maybe a cigar and some pomade. Yeah. Yeah, I also think they were probably worried about getting sued after. (laughs) They were like, no, you can't have the suit for that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The Green Goblin suit we talked about. Um... To acquire his bumped-up physique, Toby Maguire went through a strict five-month regim- regime of exercise, weight training, and martial arts six times a week, as well as eating a high-protein meal four to six times a day. To bulk hmm. up for that Spider-Man. He does not have bodybuilding genes. <laughs> no. <laughs> was that, it's not, I mean, he was still like... Like in good shape yeah he just wasn't you know chris evans and captain america i don't think anyone could be chris evans and captain america i mean there's a there's a lot we understand now (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah all the chris's all the chris's could have been could have been captain america there's there's a lot we understand now as far as like body physiology goes that we didn't then but also genes does play a large part it does I got two more. Okay. Two more. At around 26 minutes, when Peter Parker is testing out his webbing for the first time, he says several classic DC comics mm-hmm. catchphrases, most notably, up, up, and away, web, uh, <laughs> and Shazam. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Tobey Maguire ad-libbed these lines, which were not in the original script. It's <laughs> probably why there's like six of them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the last one, the Green Goblin was chosen as the film's main villain since Sam Raimi felt the father-son theme, Norman and Harry Osborn and Peter Parker, would make the film deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Goblin's also, like, super classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Villain. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to think of a villain that would be a good first movie villain. Kangaroo. Like, because <laughs> like i know that they've used a different one for each set of movies right yeah but i think goblin's the best choice for a villain i, now, I agree there's been equally good casting for a villain later which we'll talk about yeah. but i just think you know goblin is like the fucking spider-man villain He's he's Spider Man's Joker, right? Yeah, I agree. So yeah, like, he's the, that he's, should be he's the, the arch nemesis. Yeah. Well, that's all I had for the corner. Okay. This has been Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Huh? That's, that's neat. neat. <laughs> that's good. God damn. We're getting this. Yeah. <laughs> Only like. 20 episodes in or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Are you guys ready to rate this? I'm ready. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. And and I know that seems maybe low for how much I've been sucking this dick all episode. But um, I still, I mean, like, I forgive the movie for not having like actual web shooters but it still does bother me um the there's a lot of bad dialogue the lack of chemistry between peter and mary jane um there's i mean it's a movie from 2002 so i'm not gonna hold the bad cgi against it horribly um but it it is it hasn't aged terribly it no. is definitely subpar, but it's uh, subpar for now, which was probably amazing for 2002. Yeah. I've seen newer movies that look worse. Yeah. I mean, they probably didn't have like a hundred million dollar budget, but. Yeah, well. Not every movie does either. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, it's not the best movie. So it didn't start out at a 10 to begin with. And then you've got bad chemistry between the main love story. Uh, yeah. Which, at the beginning of the movie, it all starts because of a girl. But when you and that girl don't have any chemistry, it makes me care less about you letting her drop and die and saving the kids instead. Um, which is just not what happened, but... Um, 
But yeah, I mean, like amazing casts for the most part. Uh, two of the most iconic ca- castings in a um, a comic book movie ever. I mean, including like uh the nineties, eighties, and nineties Batman movies, like including Chris Reeves or wait, Chris Chris Reeves, Christopher Chris Reeves. Chris Reeves, yeah, Chris Reeves, um, as Superman, like it. Across all comic book movies, two of the most iconic castings in all of them, in J.K. Simmons and Willem Dafoe, like yeah, yeah, um, so like really good job casting, but um, it's not a perfect movie, and sometimes the dialogue's really bad. So yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight. It's still good. It's still really good. And it holds up for the most part. Yeah, I, nineteen I definitely, years. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight, Russell. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a nine. Mm-hmm. I'm detracting point five for the chemistry and point five for the dialogue. Okay, um, those being my only real issues with the movie. Um, the and not even all the dialogue. Like a quarter no, of the dialogue in the movie is bad. There's a few spots. Um, so. The pacing for the movie, I think, is amazing for the time frame that mm. the movie covers because we get like the middle of senior year all the way up to the like a couple years after a year, maybe after graduation. Um, you know, at least a few months. Yeah. The uh, assumption of, you know, depending on how long they're taking off before going to college. Um, but we know that Peter has already like had an internship with Doc Connors and fucked that up and so on and so forth. So like, I, I, there's no real, we don't have a real idea of how much time has passed in this movie, which is okay because the way the movie like does it is I think great. Cause you get these, like you get these jump scenes, you get these jump cuts and some of the scene transitions were a little awkward or jarring to me. Um, but like really for the most part, like the pacing of this movie I thought was fucking amazing. Uh, like I was engaged the entire time. I'd seen this movie like a hundred times probably, and I haven't watched it in several years. Uh, but going back and watching it, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I still loved this movie. Um, I thought they got a lot of the superhero aspects of like what it is to be a superhero, especially like starting out, um, correct and like the the script itself and the story i thought was done really well um the tone the tone of the movie is fantastic because you have like all these and it's it's raimi right so like you have all these like weird campy horror aspects in this oh, superhero mainstream movie. Wait until next week. That yeah, no, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um and you have so you just you have all these like these kind of like horror-esque undertones throughout yeah. this movie that are just done really well. Like some of these angles he hits with mm-hmm. with Willem Dafoe. Dude, and, the Dutch angles, bro. Yeah. Fucking Sam loves them. Yeah. It's true. And so tone pacing were fucking absolutely, I think, on point for these movies or for this movie. I already spoiled next week. Uh, <laughs> we're we're just really on point for this movie. And I just I dude, I don't know, man. This I didn't expect this. I didn't expect to like it. I figured it would be a six or a seven. Yeah. But like this this, I mean, going back and watching it, like I I gotta rewatch some of these other movies and yeah I want to um, I gotta redo I gotta probably redo my top ten favorite superhero movies I gotta redo X Men and we didn't even watch Spider Man two yet no <laughs> like nope <laughs> oh Dude, man how much are you gonna like we talked about this last night but how much are you gonna shit yourself if you like watch Spider Man three and you're like this isn't trash I see I've seen so I. I watched a YouTube video that was in defense of Spider-Man 3. I watched this like three, four, five years ago or whatever. And I was, I was just like, I was like, I don't, this is fucking, 
bullshit. This guy's a fucking liar. But the video was titled, Spider-Man 3 isn't as bad as you remember it being. So I am actually super excited to watch Spider-Man 3 and see what we think now. I think it's... I think it's probably more that it's a... uh, There's good excuses for it being trash than it not being trash. But we'll see when we get there. Yeah. Dave, what do you got on this movie? (laughs) Um, So, I'm going to give it... Also give it a 9. Like I said earlier, this movie completely hit like my nostalgia it hit way hard yeah it brought me back to when i first watched it and and i think it still holds up really well like i do agree some of the dialogue is really rough Mm -hmm. uh toby mcguire is kind of a dweeb but you know it works it fits um yeah like watching this really hit home like man this is so good yeah and I just had a good time. I had fun. Yeah, give it a nine. Yep. Yeah. It's solid. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. We're going to continue our winter of the wall crawler next week with Spider-Man 2. Dos. Uh, was that 2003, 2004? I think 2004. I also think it was 2004. Uh, yeah, 2004. Um, still Tobey Maguire. Because we're going to go through all three different Spider-Men. Spider-Man. As, Spider-Man. As Dave likes to say. So, I do like to say it. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, shoot us an email. DraftyQ at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments. Or think that Spider-Man 3 is going to be trash. Whether, whether we watch a YouTube video saying that there's reasons for it or not or whatever uh or you just want to tell us that we're dumb <laughs> or if you have questions or a three-page essay about dune i'm talking to someone in particular um and we'll make russell read it on the other show i will read it um but yeah thanks for listening this has been dqp does and we're in the middle of the winter of the wall crawler the itsy bitsy spider climbed up the water spout. Down came the goblin and chucked the spider out. Do like a silly voice and a Mickey Mouse voice. Um, Winter of the Wall Crawler. <laughs> oh boy, Winter of the Wall Crawler. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.